testimony. Come on, let's love the Lord right now. Is He everything you need? Is He everything let's you need? Put them want? together for the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. 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 How desperate are we for Him? How hungry are we for Him? That, I mean, that's, that's what we've gathered here for this morning, no doubt. We didn't gather for any other reason. We gathered to worship Him and to feel after His touch and let His glory fall in the house and to move and operate among us and to heal. Isn't it great to be here today? To have a place to come that we can join together and assemble together and worship the Lord and magnify His name. My God's good, isn't he? All right. God bless you. You may be seated. Gonna let our classes go. Man, it's good to see each one of you. I didn't get to greet everybody. I apologize for that. It is good to see here. Here. Amen. God bless you. It's good to see Brother Chance and Sister Sierra. God bless y'all. Good to see you. Amen. He had to go straighten out Texas and all that good stuff. And praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know how it is sometimes. But uh, hopefully that's over with. Amen. Hallelujah. I think Sister Sierra is definitely ready for it to be over with. So I'm, I'm, I'm over this now. Praise God. But it's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord. Sister Linda McSwing's doing good. Thank God for that. Continue to pray for her. Doing real well with that knee surgery. So let's keep her in our prayers. Keep one another in prayers. Some are out this morning. Some's got the crud, different things uh, uh, just going on in their lives. So we just ask God to uh, touch them, minister to them. Amen. Drive the crud out and bring them to the house of God tonight. Amen. To join with us to love and worship Jesus Christ. It's good to see some others. Amen. Been missing you right here the last few services. Good to see you back today in the house of God, in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's how blessed we are. Amen. I'll tell you what, we'll really, that'll really dawn on us in a moment, a twinkle of an eye, whenever we meet him in the clouds. We'll really realize, amen, how awesome it really was. We'll forget about all those things, Paul, amen, with the revelation, insight, and experiences that he had. That's one reason he wrote the way he did about, amen, the heartaches, the difficulties. He said they'll be as though they're nothing when compared to where we're going and what we're going to experience. The heartaches, the disappointments, the pitfalls, the devils we've had to fight, amen. But, you know, they're going to be as nothing, amen, when we get on the other side. And that may be a little hard to believe this morning, but it's the truth, amen. God bless you. Got a good lesson. We really got a good lesson this morning. Praise God. I really hope that others would have been here. I really feel uh, that God was going to even use this lesson to help minister unto them. God's going to minister to all of us, isn't he? Praise God. I'm glad he's, he's able to do that. He's got a table spread. And everything's on the table for you and I that are here. He knew who was going to be here. And, uh, and so here we are. Praise God. <laughs> I thought when Brother Ford said something about if it was her birthday, if he knew it was her birthday, well, the Lord knew. <laughs> Amen. He knew if it was her birthday or not. But anyway, he knows it all. Amen. He knows. He, he knows everything. And so I just pray as he moves in this place this morning and out of this lesson to help us. Amen. To, to leave this place Wanting to be soul winners, wanting to be light barriers, uh, chiefest of sinners. How many feels like you're the chiefest of sinners? Praise God. Well, okay, where, where are you at then?
How do you feel you fail in that lot? In your own personal opinion of yourself. We're all sinners saved by grace. Thank God for his grace this morning. Amen. To work in our lives, to work in our hearts. Praise God. And, and Paul, you know, at one time better known as Saul. Hallelujah. Considered himself as the chief of sinners. Because of some actions that he had taken. And boy, when we really begin to dig into that and study that out. Um, because a lot of the actions that he classified himself as the chief of sinners. He thought he was doing the will of God. He was doing it in the name of the Lord. He was doing it with great zeal, keeping the law, the temple, and the doctrines as a Pharisee. So this can let me know that we can be cheaper sinners fulfilling all of these things that's of God's will, God's purpose, and His desire. But yet be a million miles off. Praise God. Chiefest of sinners, a focus thought today. We have all sinned and need God's grace and mercy. Thank God for His grace and mercy today. Amen. We've all experienced it. And, and you know, just it, to, to be a product of that mercy and grace. And as that's, that's what you and I do. Uh, not only, you know, the Bible, Acts 1-8, talks about we endure with the power, the Holy Ghost, that makes us witnesses of what? Of God's mercy and grace, where God brought us, delivered us, set us free. Amen. We're, we're epistles. We're ambassadors of His upon this earth. And so, you know, you and I become products, amen, of this mercy and grace as we walk in the Spirit. And this is what helped others, amen, to be introduced uh, to, to experience, to feel after this same type of hope and love. I see a parallel even in our lesson today of where you and I are at today, of trying as, as, as much it lies within us and our, our abilities and with the help of God and the help of the Holy Ghost to persuade others of, of where they're at. Even when they think they're doing God's will and fulfilling his purpose and they're they're saved and they're going to heaven i know in my heart me and me and god we got this thing right and there's no way i can lose i mean there's all type of doctrines out there now and boy they just unveiling more and more and and all kind of you know as brother ford mentioned all kind of noise is out there um let me ask you something has anybody ever heard anybody says i want to be apostle paul can y'all hear me out there this morning <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, wake up. Surely, y'all heard somebody say, you know. Okay, if, if you had a desire to be one of the apostles, what would probably be one on high of the list? Paul, maybe, Peter. I wonder where Stephen would wind up on the list at. Where would Stephen wind up on the list at? I've never heard. I've never ever heard anybody say, I want to be a Stephen. Now, I've heard it several times. You've heard it because Brother 
Brother Troy Ford has mentioned it from right up here before. So yeah, I know you've heard it. So when you didn't respond to me, you know, I know you've heard it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, it's not a trick question. But, but listen, listen to what I'm fixing to say. There'd have never been a Paul had there not been a Stephen. Praise God. And that's the truth. So, you know, sometimes we have to kind of back up and look at ourselves and look around and say, you know what? Maybe we need some Stevens. If we're going to have some Pauls, we got to have some Stevens. I remember an evangelist. In fact, he said it right here. It's been years and years ago. And uh, he was talking about different things. Such on the likeness of this right here. He said they were standing around with several evangelists and said, man, they was talking about, man, revivals they've had. And 10 got the Holy Ghost. 20 got the Holy Ghost. 25 got the Holy Ghost. And I cannot remember the evangelist's name. And I don't know. Maybe he didn't give it. Possibly that's, that's probably the reason. He probably didn't give it. <laughs> anyway, because I think he just talked about the group of evangelists. But uh, he said that, uh, but this one guy, he said they got to him and he said, well, we had one. You know how, you know, it kind of went over. Mm. But, uh, but uh, he said that one was uh, Reverend J.T. Pugh. That became one of the greatest apostolic ministers, especially in the early days uh, that we know of ourselves. He's been here. And... Um, Great man of God, mildly used of God, uh, he's an evangelist, a pastor, and, and used of the Lord. So he was, he was simply making a point, you know. Uh, and now we're not downplaying the others, but sometimes it may have been just one in the revival. But look what the effects was from this one individual out of this revival compared possibly out of some of the others that, you know, just whatever. So anyway, here we go. So as we watch it, if you read your lesson... You're going to know that even though the title of it is the chiefest of sinners, uh, three quarters of the lesson is about Stephen. It's not about Paul. The latter part of it picks it up and begins to talk about it. But the majority of the lesson is about Stephen and the process of getting to this place of converting and affecting a man, Saul himself. And he didn't even really go into all of that over into the ninth chapter. But we know that this is a start. This is a beginning uh, of what, it, what is, has actually transpired or has taken place. So the, the focus verse is in 1 Timothy 1 and 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ, that Christ Jesus came into the world to what? To save sinners of whom I am chief. Thank God he came into the world to save sinners. Amen. You and I, amen, amen, I'm glad he tore down the walls, the petitions, amen, the writings that was against us. And how much more should you and I rejoice in that as Gentiles? Uh, because, you know, the, the Jews, if you listen to them and their beliefs, and even a lot of times when he was telling them, instructing them, they didn't quite get it. But he had to send a special vision to the apostle Peter, amen, at the same time as he moved on Cornelius, amen, that his prayers and alms came up as a memorial before God, and he sent angels to him. But even the angels couldn't preach in the gospel. All you could do is instruct him to send people to the man that had the gospel. Amen. Thank God for the beautiful feet of the man of the gospel. Or that's all of us, by the way. Uh, how many of you carry of the gospel? 
man, how many of you are thankful for the Holy Ghost and we have a witness of the Holy Ghost? How many of you want to be soul winners and light bearers and the salt of the earth? And man, do we need it today? We need people that's grounded, established, and settled. It's not being cast to and fro with every winds of doctrines and spirits and things of that nature, but we're anchored and settled down as called out, elected people of God. And we're going to do what God wants us to do. We're going to give it our best. We're not going to compare ourselves among ourselves. We're just going to do what God anoints and bless us and help us, amen, to, to walk in this kingdom work in this kingdom to be what God wants us to be and uh, you know get God give God your glory and the praise for all of it so as we watch this begin to unfold I'm just going to take a little time here and uh, hopefully you've read some of that go back and read the cultural connection I've never even heard of this guy before but uh, what they're talking about a, a mighty uh, transforming it took place a very evil man very wicked if you go back and read that uh, how evil he was and wicked and killing people and things of that nature and turned around now how much fullness of the gospel or whatever I'm not real sure about that uh, but anyway, that's the reason I'm a little hesitant about some of that. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed sometimes of just how often even we, if we're not careful, a man, we, we kind of begin to blend in and we kind of begin to, uh, uh, um, well, I want to be careful here, but at the same time, I want to give thanks and glory for what God's doing and helping people, but there's still only one foundation, there's still only one gospel. And if we don't, we don't get on that foundation, if we don't experience the fullness of that gospel, then we're still lost. It doesn't matter how many miracles we perform, how much transforming we've done. If we still haven't done what that book says, we're still lost. I know we've got away from that. Now we've got away from it. Even in Pentecost, we've got away from it. We're slipping further and further away from it. It's not as a mandated it used to be. But I'm telling you, it's still a mandate in that book. It's a mandate in heaven. And if you're going to meet him in the clouds, amen. If you're going to you're going to be a part of that first heavens gathering, hallelujah. You're going to you're going to experience what that book says. Hallelujah. And thank God for it. Thank God for it. We're not ashamed of it. We're not backing down from it. Amen. I love my loved ones. I love my family. I don't try to offend them with a word or actions. But I can't change the book for nobody. I can't change it for my wife. I can't change it for myself. I can't change it for my children. I can't change it for my grandchildren. My grandchildren are going to be saved because they're going to have to have this same experience. And so we need some Stevens at when the pressure's on. And when you're brought before the council. Amen. And you're staring at the devils in the eyeball. And they're looking at you eyeball to eyeball and asking you the question, is this right? Right. Amen. And you, you, you got the true revelation when they don't. Amen. And you got the true understanding and they don't. But they want you to compromise and they want you to back off from it. No. Amen. Yes, he said that, but not in the terms that you thought. Jesus wasn't coming to destroy the temple. He was coming to build a temple. He didn't come to destroy Moses or the laws. He came to fulfill the laws. And so they had the wrong interpretation. They wanted to hold on to Moses, but one better than Moses that came on the scene. His name was Jesus. And he proved himself with wonders and signs. And now we got a man is stepping on the scene after the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's going to step on the scene as a witness of Jesus Christ and the gospel and the power of the kingdom and God's going to use him. Amen. And through wonders and signs. It would be a different story. Amen. If it wasn't no wonders and signs and the power of moving of God in his life to be a testimony and to be a witness that God was with him and working through him. But I'm telling you the Bible makes it very clear that wonders and signs and miracles are taking place at the ministry of Stephen. So this council, this Jewish council, did not have a right to begin to uh, attack him. But I'm going to bring a few things out. The same old spirits that God has dealt with throughout the times, Old Testament, right into the New Testament, and even today. And so 
as we watch some of this really begin to unfold, begin to take place here. It's a good lesson. It really is. Uh, it may not be quite uh, what you might expect it, but hopefully, uh, hope it, I hope it is. I hope it's that or maybe more. <laughs> if not less, for sure. <laughs> hopefully. Praise God. Uh, I want you to be encouraged, uplifted this morning. Amen. So, as we watch some of this, and, and I'm going to get to Paul. We'll get to Paul toward the last. I'm going to, I'm going to bring out some scriptures some of his own writings and some of his own letters. Uh, why he would relate to himself and, and probably had to deal with that some. Uh, uh, even though he said, I've done this ignorantly. And ignorantly, a man is just unknowing. Uh, Sometimes we do things out of ignorance, amen. And that's not a bad term a lot of times. It's just simply, I don't know. How many of you know how to do brain surgery? Hallelujah. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want you you to perform mine. I'm not going to perform yours. I'm going to pray because I know one's greater, bigger than that. And hopefully we don't have to have one. Praise God. God promised the spirit of a sound mind. So if you've got a spirit of a sound mind, the Bible promised me the renewing of a mind. I'm not serving just an evil man and maybe God. I'll tell you what. God's in the business of being God. God's never changed his mind. He's never been ashamed to be God. He's not ashamed to manifest himself upon this earth. How powerful, how beautiful he really is. And how he can manifest himself through earth and vessels just like you and me. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. I know I caught you a little off guard that first question. But in our own minds and hearts, every one of us can consider ourselves the chiefest of sin. Rotten, no good. No good thing in my flesh, Paul said. Man ought not think more of himself than what he ought to think. That helps keep that pride down. Help us keep us in a position, a place that God can use. He can manifest his kingdom and declare his powers. That he shares his glory with nobody. God's not in the business of building a king, a ministry for William Moore. William Moore's going to die and be gone. Just all the, like all the other earthly, earthly, amen, uh, a man, high priest and all. But I'm thankful for this, and amen, death doesn't have him any longer. He only stayed three days. His body didn't see corruption. Hallelujah. But he's done ascended. And right now, he's interceding for you and I. Not only was he the high priest, but he was the lamb. He's got it all covered. That's the reason we don't have to fret and worry about all that being upon this earth. And so as we give ourselves unto him and humble ourselves to his call and to his service. I'm going to come back. To, amen. The Lord, help me. Come back to the completing the topic, the very latter part of that. Amen. <laughs> this is a little funny. Uh, I wonder how we'd all think somebody, you know, you walk up through somebody and so all of a sudden somebody, you know, looking at you kind of funny, straight and all of a sudden you raise his hand and say, guilty. Just dropped his hand right there. Countless expression don't change. And a few minutes, another more combined. Guilty. <laughs> funny from what the writer says, it's, Somebody said, hmm, I wonder how he knew. We're all guilty. The Bible says we all sin and come short of the glory of God. That's part of this falling nature. <laughs> if you don't deal with this old nature, this old nature will lie. You don't have to, you don't have to instruct it. You don't, have to, you don't have to get these babies out and, and whip them to tell, tell a lie. <laughs> just, just let them do something that you just told them not to do. And it'll come out. Yeah, and yours too. <laughs> Mine too. I'm sorry. God did not give preachers glorified kids with perfect flesh that they don't sin. We got some true testimonies of that. <laughs> Ooh, that went over good. 
but it's the truth. Okay? So, so the point I'm trying to make is um, this old man. Anybody ever deal with the old man? Ever struggle with him? <laughs> Our biggest problem, you know, it's, it's, it's us. And uh, to keep us in that place. And so, you know, one thing this lesson taught me, and I've been partnered the last special yesterday and today and this morning. You know, you know, you know what my, my biggest fear is? In, in the midst of battles and struggles? It's my response. How I handle it. How I respond to it. If I please God or not. If I let God do it his way. Or do I take matters in my own hand? truth. That's where we're at. That's where this world's at. Man's trying to control everything. And they think laws are going to control it. But ah, we approved that. Israel approved that. I mean, God gave Moses the law. Ten of them. If we'll just obey them, we don't need any more. They're covered. But law alone, the letter killeth. It's the spirit, the revelation of the letter. Amen. That makes all the difference. And, and so, as we watch this, I, 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 I realized that as I studied this lesson, as I prayed, I said, oh, God, help us in the world that we're living, in the times that we're living. Our response. That's the reason I keep that social media stuff. It's, some of that's no different. That, that Facebook, some of that stuff is, yeah, get on it for good purpose, good reason. Don't deal with your family, deal with the business. But when you start getting on there and you start looking at everybody's garbage and, and you start making your opinions. And there's a lot more in this church that's doing that. Than what's, you're, you're doing it. You're doing it. But that's where you get to the place because I've, I've warned you before. Remember? Y'all remember about, was it my face? Is that what, what my face? Something what was the one we finally said, hey, you know why? Because when you're by yourself and on that computer. Yes, the Holy Ghost is, is, is really working, Lord. You're submitted to it. When that pops up, you're subject because nobody's witnessing, nobody's around. Your response to it may not be as, as legit as it ought to be. May not be as godly as it should. I'm telling you, the devil set in snares and traps. And, and Paul said, we're not ignorant of his devices. I couldn't handle it, I wouldn't get on it. I wouldn't get in conversation. If, 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 if God didn't give me something to give them, to help them, to encourage them, to lead them back to Him, to His will, and to the Word of God, I'd leave the conversation alone. I don't know how I got on that, but I did. So, because, I'll tell you how I got on it, because I'm, I'm, my, my response, my response, how am I going to respond? If, if certain things happen. Now, and here, here's, now let's start looking for loopholes. Some of the first things I begin to hear. Well, is it for the gospel or just somebody? Well, you've got to decide that. You know. Now, we believe in sovereign God, don't we? We believe that nothing catches him off guard, right? We believe he knows that every place we're at, right? Oh, I'm messing with us, Sam. But again, I'm going to say this probably ever so often. There had never been a Paul that is half of your book of Acts is written about. Had there not 
been a Stephen that was willing to give his all. And, 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 and the witnessing of Jesus Christ right down to the place when they're stoning and taking his life out. Forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. You know why he could do that? Now watch this. Troubles of the church. Watch this. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, when you go to church and you, you, you go to the house of God, everybody there is perfect. They don't ever say anything wrong. They won't ever offend you. They won't ever, you know, look at you cross-eyed and <laughs> know those things. You know, they, they always going to know what you're thinking, say the right words and, you know, all this stuff. You know, okay? Uh, but that's not true, is it? Amen. Uh, because we're, we're humans. It's, it's, we're not supposed to, you know, if God reveals things to us, that's one thing. And uh, that's, the Bible talks about that. And, uh, but uh, on the other hand, uh, we got to realize that, you know what? We're all earthen vessels, and there needs to be, number one, my personal opinion, we need some tolerance. Uh, this, this, this attitude some of them's got about every little old word just burns my hide. I'll be, promised, I'll be honest with you, from the president right on down. It just aggravates me. Y'all want every little old word. If they don't say it just right, they don't do this. You want to real cool and you want to make fun of them and, and run them in the dirt and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, what makes you so perfect? You know, to, to, uh, to attack somebody in, in this form and matter all the time. Now, I think we need to do things that needs to be, things that need to be addressed. But I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. Just hang on there. Now, you watch this because this is a powerful, powerful uh, witnessing for you and I. Because we're prompt now. Things that we thought America might have been exempt from and uh, not caught up in and a part of, uh, our minds are being changed, aren't they? Man, our, our nation can get so violent and out of control to, because people's lost the respect and fear of the law. Amen. They, they, they don't, don't worry about jailhouses. They don't care. Had a gentleman tell me just in the last week or two, you know, about a job. And, and it, it kind of it rubbed me wrong because I used to work down there, and I was a boss down there. And I, in a roundabout way, told him, buddy, I said, I'm going to tell you right now. I said, you're going to get the right money. He's not going to care no more than you care. And he's going to fire you, and you'll be gone because he, he don't care if you pay your light bills or not. You, you have that attitude and spirit. You can't tell people where you're going to work and things of that nature. When you go into a company, you got to, you know, anyway, praise God. Well, you know what? God feels the same way. I mean, I mean, we're not going to twist God's arm. You're not. And, and, but if we humble ourselves and yield ourselves, let me ask you something. In the eyes of the world, did Stephen win? He didn't, did he? Mm -mm. In the eyes of the world, if he'd have pulled out an M16 and... But that's the wrong spirit, isn't it? Because who is the destroyer? Who's the murderer? What spirit is that for? Who's the violent one? Who's the one that tears down? Who's the one that hurts? God, everything about God, everything about Jesus Christ was come to mend. And, you know, okay? So, so that, that's, the, that's, that's where we, we act. We're, we're, as a church, this is, hey, I'm telling you, the stage is being set I told you what Brother Odom said. Sometimes I may bring my phone out here and just read what he said. I do it be a, do it a lot better. Amen. The stage is being set for the Antichrist. So if that's the case, then the stage is also being set for some of the most powerful events for the church to perform. Because the church is the only thing that's going to be able to counteract. And the response. Because there's going to be Men, there's going to be vessels out there that the Antichrist is using. Amen. And even to the point to telling them that Jesus Christ is in the desert. And Jesus Christ is here. And people's going to flock. Some even claiming it. And, and there's going to be some miracles. 
There's going to be some things to deceive people. Things, well, I'm getting, but, but let's get right back to this now. Why, why are you, let's watch this. God worked wonders and miracles through Stephen. And the writer called it Stephen's ministry. And, and I understand that in a, in a way, but I'm, I'm hesitant of that. Because that's, that's the door. That's starting a man. It's Stephen's ministry. It was not Stephen's ministry. He was just a minister of God. And Paul makes it plain. Well, nothing. God is the one that gives the increase. God's the one that performs the miracles. God's the one that guides us and directs us and sets it all up and gives us the victory. We just, we just respond. We just obey the Holy Ghost. We just walk in the Spirit of God. We keep His commandments. Now, now watch this. Now, our obligation is, and, and you watch this, because we're going to see Paul helps us out. Amen. With his writings, he had a true understanding, a revelation about how, how to conduct himself and handle himself. But let me, let me just touch a few things. Watch this. Micah 3 and 8. This wasn't the first time some of this transpired. Micah 3 and 8, because watch how Stephen responded. He wasn't a sissy. He wasn't a pushover. He didn't have a yellow streak up his back. He was very bold. He was very courageous. He was, he was, he was as much more of a man. He wasn't all humped down and shaved and hard. And he stood up and looked them straight in the eye. Because God taught me, Jesus taught me not to fear man. But to fear him that can destroy both the body and the soul. And there's going to be some times when he's going to allow you to destroy the body. But you can't destroy the soul. Now, we have a problem with that. That's an area where we, just to let him destroy it. But, but he did. Stephen wasn't the only one. What about James? That was beheaded. God could have stopped it. He's God. God can do anything. But he didn't. Because God's kingdom and God's ways is far above ours as the heavens above the earth. And for God to get the glory, some of the, and watch this. That's the reason that writer in Hebrews says, vengeance is God. Don't worry. From the blood, from all the way from Abel. Man loves to get it in. He wants to help control that judgment and punishment. And there's times, there's times. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we're facing some times, and we, 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 if we've ever walked in the Holy Ghost, we got to walk in the Holy Ghost to, to have a revival, to see the power of God, to manifest itself in that manner. Watch, watch this. Micah 3 and 8. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of God. This is Micah speaking unto the enemy now. And of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his transgressions and to Israel his sin. I'm full of power and might and the judgment of God. Hey, can I say this? We would rather have it all in our controls. Now watch this. You know why the church has lost its effect? I'm not talking about us here. I'm talking in general. You know why? I'm going to say religion. Has lost its effect? Because too many has walked in the pulpit 
without fear and favor to preach, instruct, and point out sin. It takes God's boldness. Paul in one place wrote unto us, and, and I might bring it to your attention a little later on in some of his writings. Pray that I may have boldness to say what I ought to say, to fill my mouth, to say what I ought to say. How many of you remember a few months ago, I, I've been praying about standing, but not just standing, but where God would have us to stand. Use the illustration when I worked my brother with cows. Man, you got fence and you got a gate. You know where the cow's going to try to get out? The guy's working that gate. And that guy, buddy, he's the target. He's the man. You heard them running them around. They used to going out that gate, son. They're going to get wall-eyed and going sideways. They looking at you, buddy. And if they really got it in for you, they won't only try to get the gate. They'll try to get you. Anybody's got is a preacher or some witness like Stephen. It's when they stand in the gap and say, at whatever cost, man, I feel with boldness and judgment, amen, and I'm going to preach the truth because the truth is the only thing that set you free. Sin's going to do nothing but bring bondage. Why America's in the mess, she says, because she shackled down the pulpits. Hollywood's made a lot of preachers. Hollywood painted preachers of preachers being nothing but money hungries and women womanizers. You know what? We're not careful. Oh, I've heard it. Praise God. So it's going to take a certain amount of boldness. It's going to take courage to respond. Watch how Stephen responded now. I'm not sure if I could respond that way. Jeremiah got it right. Nobody knows his heart. I've heard people say, boy, if I was in this, I'd do that, I'd do that. Boy, if I remember if that was mine, I'd well, just hang on. You keep running that mouth, you're going to get a chance to see. I've done seen it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now. That's the reason we should show compassion and mercy and grace in people and pray, God, help them, help them, we'll come. What, 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 what did the writer Paul say about restoring one that's in error? It's the, it's the right spirit in doing that. Right? You don't compromise. You don't change the doctrine of the word. That's the only thing that's going to get them to even turn. But it's, but it's how you're delivering the word. It's how. You respond. Watch this. So we, we watch this begin to unfold. Acts 6 and 8. Stephen. Three things have told us about him. He was full of faith and power. Did great wonders and miracles among the people. He had a testimony. He had a witness. And the writer talks about that. He talks about how that the devil. The spirit of darkness. The spirit a man that doesn't rejoice in others being delivered. Set free or made whole. And so here comes the devil, and he begins to use means and ways to, to stop this. He, he didn't want to. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. The devil's not going to sit on the side of the road and let us just have revival. Hmm. Okay? He's not going to do it. 
He's not just going to sit on the side of the room and let your loved ones come in. You, you, you and I, we've got, we got, we got to do our part. Watch some things. I, I'm, I'm going to jump, but, but Peter, Paul, Paul's writings to a young pastor, Timothy. As, as uh, this, this first one, uh, letter, the first letter, and it was several years later, probably his last prison, he wrote the second one, they believe, but the first one here. Timothy, from all accounts, they say, and was a little timid and, and so and young. So he had some things against him, but he was, he was blessed of God. He started out very young, the faith that was handed down to him from his mother and grandmother, and becoming, as even Paul related to him several times, as a, his son of the gospel. And, and, and Paul put a lot upon him at times to go to certain places and stay at certain areas where turmoil was being. Uh, sometimes if you read it close, you'll see that Paul got it all stirred up and said, okay, boys, y'all got it. Y'all understand what was happening there. Paul had to leave because Paul became the one that they were. And for them to build the revival there, Paul had to get out of camp so Timothy and some of the others could deal and work with those that was wanting to be. Settle it down because of people's in certain positions and places. It would cause so much turmoil, especially in Bible time. Because you didn't have the law and order. But you had what was called the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And being Paul was one of their brethren at one time. They really attacked him because he was a Pharisee at one time. Okay? And he knew it in and out. He knew it better than most of them. Now with this revelation, he had the ability, amen, to teach and instruct and stay up all night teaching, preaching and instructing and giving, amen. And so this would cause such a turmoil, amen, and such an uproar. But you don't ever read in there where Paul ever picks up stones or never responds. Watch his response and all this resisting it went on. You catching it? He never did. He never got violent or physical himself. You know why? Because his first, one of his first mentors. They tell us they believe that Saul helped organize this attack against Stephen. A lot of your Bible scholars and all believe that he was there and helped set this up and bring it about because, and Paul addresses that toward the end. And I'm going to do my best. I'll try to quit in time enough to cover some of these scriptures to help. Amen. And so, so here he is. And so we're going to see some things happen. But here's Paul's writing to Timothy. He says, for they that have used the office of a deacon. Now we know that Stephen started out. It was trouble in the church. I mentioned that earlier. Trouble in the church that kept caused this because the Grecians, amen, these Greek Jews, these Greek Jews was actually uh, slaves or prisoners that was brought in, that was uh, brought captives in the Romans, when the Romans took over. And now, now that they got their freedom, but now... That since they got that freedom, they wanted to bring in culture. They wanted to bring in a different culture and different way. And so they, they would rise up against a man, the, 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 the believers, the, the fullness of this. They was wanting to hold on to some things that, that wasn't godly, wasn't acceptable. And so that's, that's who he's talking about. Whenever you get down to, I think it's the Libertines, Libertines, I mean, that's who he's talking about. That was some of these Jews, amen, but they was Greek-speaking Jews. And so there's going to be some heartaches and going to be some troubles, amen, it's going to 
same place. Go back to the Grecians and, and the Hebrews. And so you had some, it was Hebrew, some was Greek. And so all this, this is what caused some of this. And the widows weren't being treated right. Food that was being dispersed wasn't being, dis, you know, and I, I don't blame them, you know. If, 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 if I was a part of a family and we come and we, we, you know, they didn't have those resources. And here's what would happen. Whenever you call, make confession of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost, hey, they didn't help you anymore. That the, the synagogues and places like that. So you had to depend on the church. And so there they would bring and distribute there. And so there would be people overseeing this and making sure that everybody had food to eat for that day. So when they come and, and you know, and, and the first ones or whatever, you know, the, the whatever, the ones that may have been kind of close in or connected or whatever, rushed in and got it all first. That was this problem. So, so he was part of the seven that, that, that the apostle says, hey, look. Uh, we, we just we don't have time. This is not reason enough for, for us to pull away from praying and, and studying the word of God and doing what we do here. If you go and pick you out seven men, and, and there were some requirements. Get that. Just go out and just pick anybody. There were some requirements that's given, amen, by the leadership there. They had to be full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom. Okay? And so they picked seven. And Stephen is one of these men. And so he's a deacon. And then watch what Paul writes into Timothy about a deacon. He says, for they that have used the office of a deacon. That means you have served in that area. And you served. Will we'll purchase to themselves a, a good degree. When you look at these terms, you're going to start it's to obtain a man. And that degree is a, a standing. A standing. Man, whenever you become... Start reading for yourself and studying out doctrines. And you know for yourself what's in the book. And I, I tell people this all the time. I'm not the best at quoting, memorizing. But I know what I've read in the book. And I know what's in here. And so regardless of what everybody else says in other faiths and other people, even among us, start wanting to, to water it down or, or change it and say, well, it don't. Wait a minute. I, I know what I read. And I'm telling you, the book of Acts, that foundation, buddy, is for, and I can't change it, and you can't change it. And I, and I don't believe in preaching it with a mean spirit, or an ugly spirit, or anything like that. But at the same time, we're going to preach it, practice it, and live it. So, so and there's a lot of other things we go to. So we watch what he's writing to him and telling about it. And great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. So these are the things of a... Usher that's moved in here, deacon that's uh, going to, so we see, we already get an idea, even from Paul, and even as it came to us, how as deacons, amen, to serve. And I understand some of you say, well, I'm not a deacon, but all of us are saints of God. All of us are ministers, and the ministry of reconciliation, Paul makes it plain to us. And so, so that puts us in there, like it or not, we're, we're part of that. So then the Bible says that in 6 and 9, that and uh, I'd love to go to Ephesians 6. Uh, Y'all mind if I, I'm going to turn that over. Uh, it's already a quarter after. I'm pushing for some time here. And, uh, but, but if you watch this thing read really again, there arose certain of the synagogues. And the writer, I believe it was either five or seven uh, of the synagogues that rose up against Stephen. Amen. This is a group that came in. Paul is he into the council against 
all these synagogues because he was probably going to these synagogues. I, I made the statement. I was, I was probably incorrect. I made the statement one time about Stephen preached one message and caught his life. That one message did caught, you know, caught, him, caught his life. But that wasn't the only message that Stephen ever preached. But we see that through many wonders of signs that people were being converted and people were being redeemed and, and brought out. And this is what caused the uproar. So, so basically, you know, if we just sit back and don't do nothing, you know, you ain't going to stir up the devil in our God. And so we got to humble ourselves and yield ourselves and find the mind and the will of God and walk in it, walk in that spirit, walk in that election, walk in that call. And, and, and regardless of the enemy, now, when we, we do that, and, I, I, you know, and we do it with the right motive, right attitude, and, and, and you watch this. Our method will determine whether or not we're in it for God or for ourselves. Our response to the devil and the enemy will determine whether or not we're in this for ourselves or for God. Stephen lays this for us. Gives us this example. What an example for even Saul. That was so high tempered. That was so. You know, you know. So here we go. As they, they rose up against him. They had several of them that came out of. Notice something else in that same verse. Uh, the libertarians. The Syrians. Alexandrians. And of them that was some Cilicia and of Asia disputing with Stephen. Hey, you'll, you'll notice that even in Paul's ministry, if you start reading some of his letters and things of that nature, it's some of this same bunch. Amen. Maybe some of the same individuals, but if nothing else, the same spirit. Amen. That comes against him. If you start reading the book of Acts and whenever he was in the temple, it was those the Jews that came from Asia. Amen. That caused such a turmoil. And he begins to give his testimony and he begins to give his life because he stops them. Now watch this. And in, I think it's maybe the, I can't remember what chapter. I'm sorry. But anyway, that chapter, beginning of that chapter, as he's, he's the Romans come down and save him. You remember they take him by the arm because they're about to pull him apart. Amen. And because of this uproar the Romans right we got to go down to stop this and, and prevent this from happening we're not going to have all this violence and this going on in our city and so they go down and get him and they start to bring him into the castle into a place that was set amen aside to bring him into a safe place and, and some believe that the stairways that, that he's taken him up is the same stairs that Pilate 26 years earlier had, had spoken amen about Jesus and, and gave the judgment about Jesus here in the same place and so here, here he is he, quite, he says hey can I speak can I speak and, and so he speaks to them about the Hebrews. I don't have time to go through it. Go back and read. You'll see where he began to relate to me, who he was, where he come from, and how God was using him. So we see this same example, amen, is even Stephen has, has, has going to bring about here. And so as it goes on down, we're going to see some of these same ones, and they were not able to resist. Now watch this. They were not able, the enemy, with all the wisdom, the insight, now we're talking about, amen, these are the guys, the Pharisees, amen, amen, the, the Jewish leaders, the chief, I mean, this was the top uh, uh, Gamal, amen, if you remember Gamal, I mean, uh, Paul talks about even this city of Cilicia, this is where Gamal was at, this is the one a few chapters prior, if you remember whenever the apostles were brought in, and he brings away and he, he brings them in and he, he calls the people say he's gonna tell you guys something and he was highly respected he was highly respected among all of them and so the male amen that Paul said at the feet of was the one amen that spoke up for the apostles and he told them he said I'm gonna tell you something guys he said if God's in this amen 
you, you're not going to win. God said it's going to last. And he's the one that brings back Kishra. and brings back the two that came before. And how they all disappeared and died and done all this other stuff. Even, even Paul got accused of being one of them guys later on. If you go back and read some of that. So we're seeing some of these same things just happening over and over. So you know what? A lot of this that we're watching here. Everybody said, boy, I've never seen it like this before. But it's been here time after time after time after time. It's not nothing new under the sun. Just we haven't had to face it. We haven't had to have the opportunity to experience it. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost today. If we're to stay in the Holy Ghost and walk in the Holy Ghost, we can't see them. I'm telling you, revivals cost us something. And how we respond to our surroundings. Amen. That's what's really going to cost us. It's really not about money and finances and all that. It's needed and God will supply that. But he needs some Stevens. That money can't buy. That last names regardless of what blue gum they might be can buy. Only thing that can buy that is to be full of the Holy Ghost. Full of wisdom. Full of power of God. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That is the only way. So as you watch this, 11th verse, let me drop down to it. And they, some born men, these were men that they could bribe. Huh. This is not the first time we've seen this either. I could take you all the way to 1 Kings 21 to 10, Naboth. Jezebel comes up with the same scheme. Gets a couple of witnesses. He's a money, puts false witness against Naboth. Stoning, takes his life. That's not the only time. Our own Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. They come up with witnesses. Matthew 26 and 59. Now the chief priests and the elders of the councils sought false witnesses against Jesus to put him to death. The same, same method, same way. So, so watch this. What's going to be our response unto false witnesses? You ever had a lie told on you? How did you respond to it? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm being the preacher this morning now. We'd get a lot more excited over it. <laughs> well, I'm, it's almost a hard place to rock, isn't it? But what are we really going to do? When it's the gospel. See, there's the key. But I'm going to ask you a question now. Is you and I, know we not that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? When is it ever not the gospel? As vessels of God. I can tell you now. It's when we, as Paul said, amen, and James. He said, where's this wars fighting? Where's it coming from? It's out of our own lust. We're not praying for the kingdom will. We're praying for ourselves and our will. How many of you caught Wednesday night about Montana? Sister Linda made the statement, and I understand that from her grandmother, because her heart is that Montana soul to be saved okay and so when she made the statement about even she has to stay in this condition for God to save her 
But I don't believe she has to stay in that condition. In fact, the true testimony will be a notable miracle that everybody will have to say. That's a notable miracle. And not just because of a miracle is she going to lose her soul. That's the difference. Writer mentions it. The spiritual warfare. You really don't know what's going on. And, and thank God. Thank God he just opened all this up to us. But at the same time, we can't be ignorant of Satan's devices. But, but we've got to become those vessels now. That's willing. Now watch. Watch what happens here. Uh, by the law, believe it or not, by the law, they had the law. They, they took the law, Leviticus 16, 24th chapter, 16th verse. Go back and read it. They had the law to back them up here. But they was taking it out of context. Now the law, now watch this. Jesus Christ had fulfilled the law. They were still trying to keep something that had done been fulfilled. That's like trying to pour oil in this bottle that's already full. It's already been fulfilled. It's done. It's accomplished, it's achieved to Jesus Christ now. But they didn't want to accept that. Even though he had accomplished and achieved it. They wanted to hold their ranks. They wanted to hold their positions. Now we begin to realize whose children they really are. That they're not really the Abraham of seed. Or the seed of Abraham as Jesus brought to their attention. Even though they claimed to be. They were not. Because if they was, then they would have believed. And believed in his words when he brought them. The response to all of this is what it's all about. And so, as you watch the latter part of this, Acts the sixth chapter. I told you most of the lessons aren't about Stephen now. It's really not only about huh. Acts 6 and 13. They set up false witnesses which said, This man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against this, this holy temple and the law. Talking about the temple of God. Talking about what Moses set up. Talking about the law itself. They're doing this in the name of God. How many is out there doing what they're doing in the name of God? God told me this. God said that. God. Can I just be honest? About one day this week. I said, God, you're apparently doing a whole lot of talking. Hear everybody tell it. But you can't find that in the book. Not the way they're saying. And besides, <laughs> he's not confused. But all of them out there saying God said this and God said that and God, oh, he said this over here and said that over there. God's not confused. He's not the author of confusion. So if they create confusion, they're listening to the wrong voice and, 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 and putting the tag God on it. So as you watch this. And we've heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place. Jesus didn't come to destroy it. He came and fulfilled it. And shall change the customs which Moses delivered unto us. Now watch this. You know where our battle's at today? It's because now we got so many. And I know this is going to go out in the airways. But it's the truth. We got so many now that's got so many doctrines of how to be saved. 
And it's not their custom. We got to tear down their custom. Because the custom didn't line up to this. But this is right. And so now you and I've got to have the boldness. But yet wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And then we've got to watch ourselves for how they respond to us and how we respond back. Whether or not if we're going to be effective or not. Okay? Go to the next chapter. Time. I just have to. I apologize. I, I don't know what I'm looking at. I, I want to go to this part anyway. Uh, Acts 7, 51 through 53. I'd love to back up your chapter. Anyway. All of a sudden, boy, Stephen really, he nails it. How many of you know? He goes from Abraham. He comes all the way through. He lays it out, buddy. All the history. How all this, the history of Israel. How, what God done and how he brought them out. And, and watch this. This is something I picked up in this. The glory of God. It was angels that spoke to Moses. He brought all that out. This was a God thing. It was never a man thing. Pick up on that. You know what we need here? We don't need man-made lights to create things. We need the glory of God to fall. We need the Shekinah presence of God to be among us. And that's the reason our countenance. Believe this or not. But your countenance can grieve the spirit of God. And stop it. Preacher, your countenance. I'm going to tell you something. It was a countenance on Stephen's face that shocked him. Now, watch this. I'm going to go all the way back. Abel and Cain. Who mentioned about countenance? God Himself. He questioned Cain's countenance. You know why? It's the face. It's so much expressed on the face. That's the reason when you come to the house of God, you and your garment. Bored with you, God. I ain't interested in what's going on. Countenance. That's when you have to look trouble sometimes in the face, and not with a smart aleck smile, but with a hope smile, like, hey, I got some help coming somewhere. <laughs> in fact, the one I'm looking up to, amen, created heaven and earth. And I'm serving him, and I'm walking with him. And he's going to see me through this. I'm not going to look at what I can't do. I'm going to look at what I can do. I may be paralyzed and I can't do a lot of this. But I can take this and this and this. And begin to cry out to one that can do something about all of this. That's the same way in the spiritual realm. That's the same way you're battling against drugs. That's the same way. The only way you're going to win over the spiritual world. You're not going to. Because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Come on. Hear me now. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. You could kill every man on the earth. But I'm here to tell you. Until we get it in the Holy Ghost. And conquer the devil. Until he's bound. Man are going to sin. And do corrupt things. Until the moment and the time. Amen. He's bound for a thousand years. Man's going to keep on sinning. And be sin. That's right now. Let so many people bother me. They're just being good sinners. That's all. Packing their hair, coloring it, punching holes, doing all this other stuff. They've just been sinners. They don't need another way. They need a Stephen. They need a Stephen. 
<laughs> it has the boldness, the power, full, full of the Holy Ghost. That's the reason John said, love not this world, neither the things of this world. You can't share your love. God's a jealous God. That's the reason we have to have a love for the house of God. But the house of God, the service of God, the kingdom of God, it goes outside these doors. When we have a real love for it, a real joy for it, it manifests itself. It declares itself. You can't. It's like fire. Shut up in our bones. As the prophet said, I can't contain it no longer. And when we're doing it, as the Holy Ghost leads us, it'll be all right. It'll work out. So watch, watch with Stephen here. He's stiff-necked, uncircumcised in heart. Notice. Our whole lesson's been on what? The heart, the heart. Uncircumcised in heart. That means what he cut away. Okay. You go back whenever he begins to watch what he says here. You do always resist the Holy Ghost. We got way, way too many churches that does, that does not preach the Holy Ghost. They're resisting it. But if you listen to them, they're saved. They're going to heaven. Without the Holy Ghost. They resisted it. If you resist God long enough, you blaspheme against Him. You reject Him. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the, whole, the just one, and of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. I mean, it was brought. It was brought by angels. It was brought by, by the mighty hand of God. And, and so we're seeing things really unfold. And I know I'm out of time, so I'm going to try to hurry. But I want to really bring something out about what, how his response is in this whole deal. 54th verse picks up. When they heard these things. They were. Cut. To the heart. How are you going to respond. When you're cut to the heart. That means sawed asunder. How are you going to respond. That's true even with the word of God. On the day of Pentecost, they, was, they wasn't cut, but the Bible simply used the term pricked. How many of you love to be cut asunder or pricked? How many of you love to go to a doctor? He says, you know, I can give you this shot that'll solve the problem, or I can cut you wide open and we can go in and get it. Y'all want me to smile? I done got you mad at me. Oh, well. <laughs> I'd rather have a little prick than be cut asunder. But they was cut to the heart. But they was unwilling to really be cut to the heart. And so watch. Now they were cut to the heart. But let's see how they respond. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. I hope you don't get that far. <laughs> I promise you. I wouldn't be salty enough for some of something else for some of the rest. Anyway. <laughs> but but they gnashed upon him. 
But he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into. Notice the writer brings a point out. What is the point? He was full of what? He don't even mention about full of wisdom. He don't mention, but he said one thing he had to be to respond the way he responded to now that he's fixing to be gnashed upon, now that he's fixing to be stoned. He was full of the Holy Ghost. I've come to the conclusion in my own personal life when I don't handle things right is because I've allowed myself not to be full of the Holy Ghost, especially in the situation that I'm dealing with. If I'm full of the Holy Ghost, I can handle it. Handle it a whole lot better. A whole lot better. And that's the reason it's so important is we die daily. And we pray daily. And we, we do everything we can to walk in the Holy Ghost. On a daily basis. Because you never know when you and I may be called on to be a Stephen. I mean everything was going great for Stephen man. He's seeing wonders and signs. They're not so happy with what's going on. You know, they're full of wrath and bitter and anger. And they've out to destroy him. You know the rest of it. I'm sorry, my time's up. But anyway, but he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfast into heaven. Now, what's this? Full of the Holy Ghost helped you to uh, see things that you couldn't have seen with a natural eye. It was a Holy Ghost eye that helped him. Help him to see. And I preached the message, you remember? Huh. I gave you all the scriptures where the scriptures kept talking about Jesus sitting on the right hand side of God. Until here. Until here. And saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. He's even got Jesus standing. That's my boy, Stephen. Man, that's worth the cross, Stephen. That's worth every blood I shed, Stephen, to watch you respond the way you're responding. Praise God. I want to say a few things about cheapest of sinners. Paul himself, some things that wrote. Sometimes when he's called upon and given his own testimony and things that was happening and taking place. I'd really love to took you even to Ephesians 6 chapter. It's Paul's writings there that instructed us when he makes the statement, when you've done all you can do to stand. And he's talking about when you're battling against and warring against the spiritual world. When you've done all you can do to stand, just stand. But he gave us some instructions, didn't he? Putting on the whole armor of God. One of them is the breastplate of righteousness. That, that, that breastplate protects because it's out of the heart. Issues, actions, response. And if it's not protected with the righteousness of God, then we'll want, we'll want righteousness. In a better term, I want justice. And Paul even warned us, railing for railing, evil for evil. He taught us, how do you overcome evil? With love. 
Not man's love, but God's love. There is a difference. There's a difference. That's why it's so important, again, what's this, of having the discernment of the Spirit. Of, now where is this coming from? What is this about? The last few wars we've had to fight is because our enemy was, wasn't so easy to just pinpoint. Because they learned the tactic to mingle. <laughs> Paul warned us at his departure that they would come in as wolves. Unnoticed, unaware. Guess what? This is where they want to come. They want to find positions and places. You you can do with this what you want to. Even in the organizations. The devil's looking for opportunities. And it doesn't matter who's, whatever, whoever. That he can weasel his way into places and positions. What's one of the best ways to take this nation down? If he can get in the White House. What's this? Best way you can take this church down is to get into leadership. Because whichever direction the leader leads, instructs, or what he starts allowing without saying anything. And then starts promoting it by taking it and putting it on the platform. This thing's real. This warfare, this battle. One of, the, one of the things, could this, this response that Stephen left is what affected Saul so much. After his encounter with God on the road to Damascus, we know the story. After being converted. And even from that moment, man, they wanted to kill him. Before he ever got out of the first city. And it had to let him down at night in a basket. He couldn't go out the gate. He was sitting out there ready to kill him. Some of them fasting and praying and saying, we're going to take him. But God always kept him. And God fought his battles. You never read where he had to put on the sword. If we'll walk with God, God will walk with us. And God will take us some things that we can't. You hear me? God can protect you whenever the devil's scheming through somebody out there going to take you or do this or do whatever. God knows where you don't. He's got this thing a whole lot better than we do. We just got to let him be God. We just got to we just got to get to that place where how many of you believe he'll fight your battles? Let's stand. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. I, I didn't get to finish all this. And uh, I, I'd love to, uh, you know, maybe a few more things. Uh, I hope I've said something maybe to help us, to elevate us. I know it's very sovereign like or something here. And um, uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. To be a Stephen. To be honest, well, you don't read too, about too many more Stephens in the Bible. You really don't. And he just started out willing to serve tables. 
He didn't have to have some position in something. No. And then when the persecution started, it's when he was one of the ones that was. But he preached Christ, just like Philip. Went to the Samaritans. So let's just yield ourselves, humble ourselves, give ourselves. I'm going to tell you something. The spirit of iniquity is working. The spirit of violence. I'm going to tell you. How many of you, how many of you believe that when Jesus said that the end time be like the days of Noah? All right. Now watch this. This is just me. Okay. Because, and you've heard me say this. But I remember people kept telling me, questioning me at the yard. And this is before everyone started passing anything about why God, God destroyed the world. And finally, the Lord just dropped it into me. Man, if God hadn't stepped in, if Noah hadn't found grace, violence alone, man would have self-destroyed. one another off. There's certain people, if you just let them go, they'll kill one. believe that? Well, I'm a leader. <laughs> it's the truth. But what, what, this is the point I was fixing to make. He says it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah. We're going to see some very violent times before the coming of the church, before the departure of this church. It's already here. It's on us. Now you and I have got to make up in our minds how we're going to handle it. How we're going to respond to it. Trust God. We're going to walk with God. I'm telling you. As this thing's coming to a close, we better make up in our own minds and hearts and spirit. I'm fixing a walk closer to God than I've ever walked. Because I need Him. Not just for my sake, but what about those that we can win? Those that we can convert. Spirit draws them. What spirit came out of Stephen? Did Stephen draw them or did the spirit draw them? Spirit didn't flow through him. Spirit had operated. So now what spirit are we going to let flow through us? Operate through us. That's the reason you've got to have the whole armor of God. Shield, sword, takes it all. Because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. But we're fighting against rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's organizing and setting up and maneuvering, doing everything he can to destroy the church. But if the church is going to survive, and I'm all for Mr. Trump, and you know what? I, I heard something. <laughs> And he said, I'm going to be persecuted for this or something like that term. Uh, I believe it was yesterday, you know, he got COVID. But uh, I believe yesterday he was saying, he said, man, he said things are going so well. He said, I believe some miracles are taking place. God's giving me some miracles. And he said it just like that. And he took many, too many presidents or whatever would make those kind of statements. And we can say with him whatever about all that. But you know what? I'm, I'm praying for him. He's still the best option. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> okay? And uh, so I'm praying for him. And I believe God put him there. I know our votes, you know, supposedly they count. 
Uh, but I told some of them, they all worried about these mail-ins. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. God wants him there. I'm telling you right now, I don't care what they do. I don't care what they do. I'm telling you, God is the only one that can walk in hell and take the keys out. Well, he can do the same thing in our lives if we'll let him. We got to let him. We got to do it the way he wants it done. For his glory. It's all about him. It's not about us. It's not about me. There'll be a day if you tarry long enough. Put me in a plot back, Johnny. There'll be a generation that don't even know William Moore. You'll be the same way. How many of you can remember four generations back? Five generations back. Some of us struggle with one and two. And some of them we don't want to know. <laughs> uh, love you. Appreciate you. God's good. This word's, this word's right now. And we struggle with it. You remember, the word's still right. And the way he laid it out here, it's still right. You know what? I'm going to do it right. How about you? Bless you. God bless you. But Barry and him be back with us. He went preaching preach Brother McKee this morning. But he'll be back with us tonight. Love you. Appreciate you. See you tonight. God bless you.